When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You are listening to a pleasure podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com. I had an itchy anus and I figured out why. And it's the reason that your butt issues is, is the same thing. When you, when you smoke weed, everything gets dried out, like your eyes, your mouth. You know, they talk about cotton mouth. I think it, there's a, something about anus is being itchy. There's a dryness there. Yeah, I've had itchy anus before. From weed? Probably from can? No. Not from weed. Just an itchy anus. <laughs> it's uncomfortable to talk about sex, but sometimes it's important to get uncomfortable. Sex Talk with My Mom is the best mom-son podcast about sex. It's the only one as well. My mother is a cougar. My son is a clown. In a nutshell, my dad died. So my mother decided to create a YouTube channel all about sex, like all mothers do. And then my son decides to use my material in his stand-up comedy routines. And thus, Sex Talk with My Mom was born. Welcome to Sex Talk with My Mom. I'm Cam Potter. And I'm Karen Lee Potter. We're chatting about sex twice a week, once on Thursdays with a guest, and once on Mondays with our our favorite listeners. And each other. And each other. Yeah. Answering listener questions. Oh, yeah. Reflecting on the week. This past week, we had Sierra Lynch on the show, who is a humiliatrix. Yeah. I don't know if you guys have had a chance to listen to Sierra, uh, that episode we did, but it's really fascinating. And I, wanted, I was just wondering about it, Cam. What did you learn from that? About yourself specifically. Before we jump into that, Wait, I w- why, what? I, not everyone knows what a humiliatrix is. Good so point. I just Good wanted point. to explain a humiliatrix is someone who dominates like a dominatrix with her or his words as opposed to chains or whips. But it's also someone who gets paid for that. Oh, of course. Yes. And yes, we are recording on CastBox. So join us there if you haven't yet. Okay. So... Responding to um, your question about what were my thoughts on the Sierra Lynch episode, I thought it was an incredible way of getting under the hood of what that type of work looks like. And it did raise a question of like, you know, if you're humiliating someone, is that inherently bad? Or if it's for their arousal, could it be good? This is what I was thinking. And what did you come to to conclude? That I think it takes a certain type of person who can get past the yucking of your yum. Yes. And ultimately, I agree with one of our uh, our listeners, Nathaniel. Nathaniel wrote in, I've, I've also engaged in humiliation during scenes at the dungeon. As long as someone is consenting and it's what they want, then why not, right? We teach that sort of thing in classes at the dungeon. I did a scene, pub- a public scene there once where my play partner beat me up so bad I couldn't put my jeans back on over my red and purple swollen hips at the night, uh, end of the night. His husband had to stop someone from trying to step in and save me. I'm so glad he did, though. I was having fun, and I would have been so sad if someone interrupted us. Okay, yeah. So I'm of the belief that 
if you're not hurting someone else and it's for your own arousal, I'm fully on board. Why not? Well, yeah, I guess so. But um, I just can't do it myself. Yeah, maybe not. Maybe is not what turns you on. No, I'm saying I can't. I, I told you, I, I I had someone ask me to humiliate them and I couldn't do it. I also thought it was interesting that, it, you know, this was not a turn on for her to be this humiliatrix. It was mainly just for money. Oh, totally. Very interesting. You, and a they, lot of money. Yeah, but at the dungeon, you, I imagine it's both parties are getting some arousal from it. Otherwise, because there's there's no well, if there's no money, financial yeah, inter- yeah. transaction. Anyway, that was a that was a fun one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lisa said she can get in the mood for the right price. And AJ asked, "Did you ever? Did you go have a session cam?" No, I did not. I uh, don't think that would be up my alley to I, have a session with the humiliatrix. No, I actually asked a question on Instagram of how many people are subs or doms. It was an overwhelming amount. Like I would say, like eighty percent were subs. Only only twenty percent or so were, were actually wanting to be the doms. You you missed out on the category of switch. I know Switching because back and forth. I I wanted to put switch. I did think about that, but they didn't have a little category for that in my yes or no polls. Oh man! I mean, I could have done it a different way. Instagram just doesn't understand the intricacies of sex talk with my mom. They don't. They don't have the the solutions. They that should we put need. a like a third option to add on to that poll. You know, because there are a lot of people doing these polls about subs or doms, and they don't expect that. The switch, they don't, they're not taking into consideration the switch is all I'm saying. Yes, exactly. Um, do, so do you want to give a little update on, on what you've been up to? You had an interesting little weekend. I did. What's going on there? Well, I um, I went to uh, a last minute concert of the California Honey Drops. I don't know. You, you found this band and you just fell in love with them. Yeah. I got obsessed with them. Yeah, you did. As you I played as nonstop I tend- as if you had been playing this all of your life. Yes. And anyway, so I decided, I said to Dees, I said, hey, I, I love this band. I, w- I wish I knew when they're coming into town. And he's like, they're coming this Saturday night. Isn't that weird? Isn't that weird? So it was meant to be. Isn't that weird? That's called Bishert. And in, in, that's in Yiddish. Bishert means fate. Mm-hmm. Anyway. The reason I bring this up is because we did have an excellent time, but and I realized that we got to this really cool venue called the Terror Terragram, Terragram, which is an old ballroom they converted, I think, four years ago. Terragram ballroom. Anyway, it's all the general admission, which I knew, okay, but I did not realize it's all standing. Mm. So, in other words, you get there, the opening act is at nine. That the the honey drops don't come on until like ten. 15 and they play like two huge sets that are like an hour and a half each so you end up being there till like almost one in the morning there is no way i can stand in this mob of people i didn't i didn't have enough drugs in me to be able to do that and he even mentioned like oh this, <laughs> this is a long set hope you're doing the right drugs oh wow he said you can go out and get some this is so, d's or the, or the actual musician saying this the musician because i, I mean, can see d saying that as well yeah but d's wasn't he, both of us were fairly straight actually I oh think wow both of us forgot to bring weed because and you're probably too high from the weed from dinner or something. It's possible. No, I only had like one hit like three hours earlier. Which so you literally were that. You were so high. It wasn't that, that you, high. You, you I had were, one hit. One. It yeah, doesn't, but the, that is hilarious. Okay. Well, anyway, I we get there and I realize that this is going to be a problem for me because I have a hip issue, as you know. Of course. Who and, doesn't know this? Who doesn't realize I have a hip issue. issue? And what happened was... I just decided to take my five, four, three, two, one. Oh God! Initiative, and I went. I said, "Is there any seating at all?" And they said, "Upstairs in the VIP area." I go, "Well, can I get up there?" 
And the guy's going, um, do you have a badge? I go, no. And I said, but I do have a really bad hip. <laughs> and he goes, okay. Do you have any like, yeah, you know, like in other words, I said, do they have any like handicap seating or anything up oh there? Oh my God, and going he goes, the handicap. Do you have any like identification as being handicapped? I said, no, I'm not handicapped. I just have a bad hip and I'm 61 years old and I will not be able to stand for three and a half hours. Oh, wow. And uh, what can you do? And I batted my eyelashes and he came I back. I batted and my eyelashes I and I, my bad hip. I pulled it out. I pulled out all the stops and <laughs> I got him to say, okay, come on up. We went up. VIP seating area, another old co- <laughs> cocker, an old cocker couple was up there with us. You found your people. And and uh, yeah, they were up there because their kids had bought them tickets for this and must have realized that, uh, I guess oh, the God. kids were followers of these, the honey drops, like, like major, major followers. I guess this type of band has acquired major followers because they're so fun. All right, so you're giving a little five stars of honey drops. Five stars. They had two saxophone players, a clarinet. What do you want? What do you what? What? I just want at this point. This is not contributing. Okay. Well, anyway, it was a fun night, and I was very happy to be able to sit for the majority of it. You don't get that same feel as with you in the rage crowd, but I I, I, it's a give and take. This is supposed to be an entertaining show, correct? Are you saying that this conversation wasn't entertaining at I all? Just, is this the same feeling I get when I'm when I hear people talking about their dreams or? The, well, I love hearing about people's dreams. People you don't know? Yes. No. 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 You, wait. What? I'm, this is just people know who I am. <laughs> I'm just saying we don't need to know about the saxophonist yes, or the trombonist. I do. Who and, gives a flying fuck? And he plays the lead singer plays a trumpet. Ex- another detail I don't think anyone needs. Moving on. How was your weekend, son? I'll tell Mr. you some details. Mr. Clown, I'll class, tell, I'll tell you some, attendee. No, I'll tell you some details. Um, I had a wonderful week this past week, mainly because I, I saw two doctors on one day. <laughs> <laughs> one doctor told me I have GERD, or bad acid reflux. I've diagnosed myself as GERD, which I think is a much more substantial thing. Okay. The other, I, well, I will say this. I also, I sent my first dick pic you sent a dick pic to the guy with the the, the doctor with GERD? I sent my uh, my first dick pic ever to my dermatologist via <laughs> the Kaiser Permanente app that is shown to many, like all of his nurses get to see. Oh, everybody all. wants to see your dick. First of all, let's start at the beginning. Do you know how much you were perseverating on all these issues for so long? Got an you- STD test as well, by the way, which is always thrilling despite rarely having any sexual interaction whatsoever. Okay. Came back negative for chlamydia and gonorrhea. I haven't heard about the rest. Oh, I'm so happy to hear this. Yep. Thank you. Let's let's go back. First of all, let's. let's what was the first doctor you saw? And first and doctor. Let's talk about was the, a doctor who didn't want me there. Okay. Let's. They let's, never want me there. I wonder why. I wonder how much anxiety you put me through. You know why? You know why? Leading up to this, because they do the diagnostic. They say, okay, you have acid reflux. It's affecting your throat. And then I well, say, you didn't, you didn't even tell people like who have not listened. Well, this is the first time for a lot of people. They don't know that you had any issues with your throat. So why did you got it from the context clues? I've been having some throat issues. And you, you've been, I went to the doctor. I said, what's going on with the throat issues? I also, you also I'm, thought it was I, like a I, meningitis. Or when something. I, yeah. When I lay down at night, I feel like my, my whole stomach is coming into my, my, the top of my chest. So something's going on there. And he's like, yeah, this is acid reflux. And then I proceed to hammer him with questions. Did he okay, say just I know take some Tums and go home? Yeah, he he, gave, he offered me Prilosec. But then he, he, you know, he goes, he goes, 
he goes, you have acid reflux. And I go, okay, I know that's the diagnostic, but can we just go through a couple other scenarios that might be the case and just tell me why you chose not? A, cancer. Is this cancer of the throat? B, what was this a thyroid issue? C, could this be some form of STD that got contracted in my throat? I went down the list. Sounds like a whole gamut. And where did you come up with all these things? You do, you did heavy Google research. Of course. Okay. I, I don't even, at this point, I know all of WebMD front to back. I don't need to. <laughs> so, so anyway, you, there's no need to even you Google came in anymore. with your list. I have a medical degree from WebMD. I understand because I have one as well because I was a shaman in a prior life. Oh my God. I was so a shaman on. in a prime. I anyway, told you, I told you that it was acid reflux. I did say and, that. And then I was also so you didn't need to go to the doctor. Thank you. And you I also think it, it's related to anxiety too. There's no question. Okay. We are, this is the family of complete anxious. Hilarious. So we got that shit taken care of. So wait, what happened when you gave him the list? He got really uh, impatient with me and basically said, no, 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 no. And then like they start doing this thing where they they keep talking to me as they edge their way out of the door like <laughs> i think i hit yeah they're like okay this conversation needs to end so i'm just going to keep getting closer and closer and closer to the door and how did you feel when he was getting closer and closer to the at door? this point i'm numb to it i know they don't want to be there i don't want to be there either but let we're here so it's going to have to happen and I'm going to give you the fucking complaints and the neuroses and the anxiety. At this point, you should be recommending I see a therapist. And- <laughs> but you know what's so funny is that nobody goes to the doctor to tell about how great they've been feeling. Yeah, if you don't walk in the doctor and say, he's like, oh, what are you here for? Oh, I just want to tell you that I'm in a great mood and I want to say hello. Yeah. Nobody, nobody goes to the doctor. No so way. everybody that goes into that room is complaining and kvetching about something. Yeah. Well, then... And so, I, you know, I feel guilty about going to these doctors because I know I waste their time. I, that's the bad part about it. You told me that. You said, I don't think what? I should go because I'm wasting a time. You go because you want to feel better emotionally, physically, whatever. So you have to get in there and have And What if one day you hear something bad? Is that going to make you happy because you didn't waste his time? Well, I mean, I was grateful I went. But, you know, obviously every time that... They're inching their way out the door. It does not make you feel like a, they want to really be there with me. Like back in the day, by the way, yeah, your grandfather would spend hours talking to each patient. It's very sweet, and he—that's the kind of doctor he was. He would make house calls, or we'd go in the middle of the night to your house and and waste people just, and have people waste his time in the middle of the night. It's, was he paid by the hour? No, I'm oh, sure wow. he was not. He was paid by the visit. All right, and I'm sure your doctors are paid by the visit too. Hence, them, well, them wanting to leave the room as quickly as possible. Well, anyway, the rash on the leg has transferred to the testicle. Thank you for and, sharing and so this. So I messaged this to my, my dermatologist. Yes. Who, you know, he was the one that told me not to use a loofah as much. I'm starting to wonder now if any of the listeners actually give a fuck about my medical issues. Uh, I do. I think so. Everybody wants to know about your testicles. I mean, people love to know about testicles and anuses. I, I was, I was going to mention my anus. <laughs> I, I was going to say that I had an itchy anus and I figured out why. And it's the reason that your butt issues is, is the same thing. And when you, when you smoke weed, everything gets dried out, like your eyes, your mouth. You know, they talk about cotton mouth. I think it, there's a something about anus is being itchy. There's a dryness there. Yeah, I've had itchy anus before. From weed? Probably from can? No, not from weed. Just an itchy anus. <laughs> In fact, I, I went running... <laughs> I went running this weekend, and my whole ass started. I don't know what the, it happens. My whole ass gets so such a burning sensation. Wait, are you talking about your anal opening? No, or no, no. You're just talking I about my entire ass cheeks down my legs start burning. 
Just oh. complete, like, insane burning Do you know what sensation. that is? What? That is, like... I like it's it, a nerve issue. Yes. Yeah. Because sometimes if you get like you put that like a rotating massager on your back or something, and your back starts like burning and okay, itching. Okay. So what do I do about that shit? Uh, lube I, it up. Yeah. That's with Uber say. Lube. So I trust me. I fucking doused my body in Uber Lube <laughs> before. I, I was like <laughs> slick as fuck. I was scared my underwear is gonna fall off me <laughs> while I was running. <laughs> And and I'm burning, and I'm stopping, and I stop. It happens when I stop running. So I'll run for a while. Oh, you don't feel when then, you're running. And yeah. then I'll stop, and then suddenly it's just like fire on my ass, <laughs> and anyone around me will hear me go, "Ooh, ooh, ooh, ah, ah, ah." We had an actually very strange to watch someone stop running and then hear, "Ooh, ooh, ooh ah, ah." What do people do? Just keep on running, or they? Just I'm not looking? making friends. I don't give a fuck Wait, what's going on. So did you? Did, by the way, we had a listener ask a question about that. When I've asked, like, what, do you have any questions for this morning? After they said something about a hairy ass. Yeah, they, shade, what yeah, did they say? Did you shave your ass? And I wonder that why. The why did they ask that? Did they know? I mean, did, they know we're sponsored by Manscaped. Wait, is it possible that that person that you, you thought was not paying attention to you when you were running and heard you shouting "ooh ooh ah ee"? Knew who you were and wrote in this question. <laughs> Wondering if you had shaved your ass and you had rug burn or something, or razor burn. Yeah, trust me, that ass is not shaved. It is hairy as can be. I don't want to know about your hairy ass. You're it's talking about your hairy, whole ha- ass is hairy? I mean, there's some, there's some hair on there, yeah. <laughs> I'm, Jew- I'm a Jewish man. There's going to be hair. Wait, what does Jew have to do with anything? The Jews are very hairy people. You're not that hairy, by the way. Look at your face. Yeah, my I have, I have a fair amount of ass hair. I remember being shamed for my ass hair when I was younger. People, you have ass by hair another on, Jew. I know a Fuck Jew. I know a Jew that does not have a hairy ass. Really? Yeah. You talking about Dee's? Dee's does not have a hairy ass. He's got a, <laughs> he's got a hairy chest, I, I but not say, a hairy. He doesn't have an ounce of hair on his ass. I wouldn't say that my. I was probably like in in the crack, like out right, around the I anus. It's not like on the actual cheeks. To, you know what I'm saying? I thought I'd talk about on the actual, actual cheeks, which is I'm not going to yuck anybody's yum. For There's probably some there too. You need to check this. There's no, like little. Do hair. not check this out right now. All right, now it's another visit to the doctor to find out if something's wrong. I already asked. No, do you remember I asked the dermatologist about my itchy ass while running? When you speak of ass, do you mean anus? Or your no, no, whole talk- no, ass okay. cheeks. So we're talking about separate issues here. Yeah, I'm so talking, we're about talking about the anus. You're talking about the itchy anus hole. Yes. I'm talking about the itchy ass cheeks, and we're talking about hairy ass hole or anus or, or, or cheeks. <laughs> so there's a lot of miscommunication going on. Change your name instead of sex talk with my mom. It should be ass talk with my ass mom. Ass talk with my mom. <laughs> oh my god! I was not no Erica. I was not did? wearing a thong, running shorts. Although that's a good look. That I think that's a good clown look. Um, <laughs> uh, Megan is re- recommending assless chaps. It's the only solution. <laughs> I completely agree. AJ also says ass- assless chaps most like. <laughs> Where do you buy assless chaps in like a S and M store? Like a, you know, like I've seen like the leather, yeah, yeah, yeah. The leather ones. Yeah, you can, oh yeah, stock room. You can uh, Halloween stores. Oh yeah, tons of places you can buy assless chaps. You know, on, online, All Amazon, right. right, assless chaps. I get the chaps. idea that you can get assless chaps everywhere. I think it is a nerve issue. I think that's what uh, someone, uh, Lisa, recommended a Western store. Uh, <laughs> Go in there. Mr. Bean recommended a crotchless thong. <laughs> <laughs> what is a crotchless thong for a guy? Dick is popping out of that thing. Wait, got that sh- Mr. Sh- Bean, can you call in and, and we have to talk about anuses with you? What? <laughs> 
You did. I did, we did get a, a a question about from Mr. Bean actually this week about uh, what was your fucking question? You said something, but we said what topics would you like to discuss? And you wrote the sheep are gone now. What do I do now? Result to pop rocks or get on my knees? What the fuck is going on there? Did you catch that? Uh, uh, the sheep are gone. Yeah. Does he result to pop rocks or getting on his knees? Okay. What? Well, okay. I know. I think I understand what that means. Pop rocks is what he likes to put in his he asshole. He likes to put that in his. By the way, I went to a candy store this past weekend and I didn't buy anything, but I saw the pop rocks and, and thought, thought of about you. Him. I thought about Mr. Bean. And I then, hope you're happy or about on that. his knees means that he should get ready to like give blowjobs. I think so. So I think his his answer, his potential sexual expo- ex- exploits are fucking sheep, putting pop rocks in his asshole. <laughs> Or head. sucking a sucking dick. Sucking no, not a sheep though, because they're gone. Yeah. All right. We, he's he's on. He's on. You want to talk to him or no? Oh yeah, we got to right, talk. Put, you got to put in your uh, your headphones. I'm putting in my headphones. Oh, Bean, it's been too long, Mister Bean. I know, I know, I'm getting old. Those sheep have ran, man. They're frozen out there in the tundra. <laughs> it's is it cold out there in Maine? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm getting a set of blue balls for Christmas. <laughs> He's getting. He said he's getting blue balls for Christmas. That's right. Do you get any, you get any sexy uh, Christmas gifts over there? Uh yeah, I did. I I got the assless, uh, crotchless thongs there. And, um, <laughs> if you have an assless, crotchless thong, does that mean it's just like a a band around your waist? What is that? <laughs> I think it is what you just said. Yeah, <laughs> it's like a band around your waist, and you're naked out there, and it's freezing cold, and you and you're looking for sheep. And you're looking for some sheep, and you're down on your knees. Yeah, hey, I learned a lot, man. I, that lady's almost as good as Sid Wilder. Oh, you like that humiliatrix. Sid is funny, but this lady with the dominatrix, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, running, the sheep are probably ran because I've been saying, you know, I'm going to squeal like a pig out there. In the farm. <laughs> squeal <laughs> like a pig from, from deliverance? Uh, Mr. Bean is on today. I don't yeah. know, man. I'm off a little bit. No, you're you're definitely on. You're always on. So, Mr. Bean, where are those sheep right now? Uh, not out in the field. <laughs> uh, you don't bring them inside to your home? No, no, hell no. <laughs> hell no, you wouldn't be able to leave the house. Yeah. So like in Maine here, uh they go uh they go from sheep breeding to inbreeding. So like during the summer they go for the sheep and then during the winter time it's inbreeding. Oh my God! So oh yeah, like all <laughs> you wait. You just said my brother and mother are coming. Oh, I think we got a poor connection with you, unfortunately. Yeah. All right. Well, we love talking love with you. Love talking to you. Keep keep those pop rocks coming. My brother, mother, cousins coming. Oh, wait, brother, well, mother, I hope cousin. you have a wonderful uh, yeah. Christmas with your brother, mother, co- yeah, and cousin. Hope, and I hope everybody keep coming. We love you, Mr. Bean. We do. Merry Christmas and happy yeah. Hanukkah to you. Take care, kids. Take care. He he makes my day uh, every time. All right, me too. Anyway, uh, you just like talking about sheep. Our whole our whole Castbox community is talking about how uh, Lisa might be getting a German Shepherd. Erica wants a Schnauzer. These are you know it's interesting that people get uh, pets for holiday presents. You know, you know what I was thinking when I had two dogs. I had Yogi. He was very mellow and chill. Very confident dog, and now and and I have Gus, who is the complete opposite. He's completely anxious and 
neurotic and and not particularly fond of other dogs. Mm -hmm. Do you think that dogs take on the personality traits of their owners? Oh, 100%. And I'm also wondering if the... Sorry, the acid reflux is coming. (laughs) Somehow, why do do the owners always look like the dogs? They look and act like dogs. You think that they just get dogs that look like them? Or they start looking like the dogs after a while? I think the dog... My do- our dog Gus is taken after you. What? He's got one eye that works, mom, and he's anxious as fuck. Mom, I'm not anxious as fuck. But you, I am. No. Let's oh, talk so then about it sounds just, like you're you're it, taken after you. You. First oh, of all, how could you yeah. say you're not anxious as fuck? I'm not anxious. I you're listen not anxious. to I listen to Thich Nhat Hanh's, the mindful the my art of mindful living. And I, I'm no longer anxious. Okay. Completely well, was it not less than a week ago fuck. that you went to the doctor and thought you had... I wasn't through Thich Nhat Hanh's The Art of Mindful Living. Which I just found out Thich Nhat Hanh is a, it happens to be a Libra. Oh, isn't that nice? For those who are just tuning in, I fucking love Thich Nhat Hanh. He's a Vietnamese it, monk, 93 years old, lives in France. I need to visit this man. Yeah. Cam is obsessed with Thich Nhat Hanh. I just like saying Thich Nhat Hanh. And... I, I think you're obsessed with him because he well, takes pleasure in the little things in life. Love it. I put this thing on for you yesterday. I, 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 one of the chapters on for my mother. And on death. What, what were your thoughts on that? I actually liked some of the things he was saying. The one, the part that I could understand. He has a very strong um, Vietnamese accent. So I had to have translations. By me. By you. Yeah. You learned to speak. Uh, Thich Nhat Hanh. language. Yes. I thought it was wonderful, though. I, in the part where he's looking at the leaf and he's falling in love with the leaf and he sees the leaves and talking to the leaf, those are things I like to do. I know. I, ju- I just... You weren't feeling it as much. You, I, it's not that I wasn't feeling it that much, but I just thought I can't really buy into a lot of that. What do you mean you can't buy into a lot of it? Like, he's using it as a philosophy. He's not uh, actually having a fucking conversation with the goddamn tree. He's talking about a leaf that should be happy that it lived to provide nourishment to the tree and should be happy that it's dying because it's always be part of a tree. <laughs> Which is it right? That's, That's exactly exact. right. And I, I understand that to some extent, but... Uh, you're I, like that's not enough for me. I yeah. don't. I don't care that I'm just going back into the earth and replenishing yeah. the earth. And yeah, I wanted a little more than that. What about the fact that you're part of your kids? I think that's nice. But what if you don't have kids? That means you don't. You're... Well, that's what we discussed yesterday. When yeah. We discovered that I'm going to be um, asexual oh. and solo the rest of my life because you're trying to beat Tignatan, who is a monk. I'm not necessarily trying to take after that quality of his. I just have a feel. It is just it, being in relationships requires an incredible amount of emotional work, and it it is it can be for a sensitive person. It can be extremely painful. I I mean, so you're saying this is this is where you're at. So I'm very very resistant or hesitant to get into a relationship. Okay, and what what are your thoughts on this? I don't like that. <laughs> you don't <laughs> it, like it, what? It's very lonely. So you're saying, although you want a relationship, you're very hesitant to get involved in the relationship. If it's if I'm not certain it's the right one. Right. I'm reading a book right now called Intimate Partners by Maggie Scarf. I didn't tell you this. Yeah, you oh, did. Yeah, did. You I sent did. me a, a picture of that. What, and the, I would like, like the cliff notes. So far, what I've read is it, it one trend that she she did. She basically researched a ton of married couples and she found that one of the trends that runs through a lot of these couples is that 
the quality that first attracted the partners together. So say... Me and D's weed? <laughs> no, the other per- in the other person. So say D's gregariousness or you know his ability to talk to people. Eventually, those qualities somehow become what the partner dislikes most about the other person. I could see that. Yeah. It's very annoying. So instead of seeing them as, oh, he's so gregarious and fun to be around, you start yeah. seeing him as, oh, my fucking God, he doesn't shut his yapper. I'm glad this is what you were thinking about when you were reading the book? No, I was just giving you an example that oh, you can relate to. I'm okay. not thinking about you. I can relate to that to some extent, but sometimes I think it's fun to have someone that, you know, can talk to anybody. So that's where I'm at. If you're in a if you're in a rush, it's annoying. I, that's where I'm at. If you're trying to get right to Trader Joe's and he's talking to everyone down the street that somehow he knows, it is annoying. However, it is very good when you want to meet new people because there's always new people to meet when you're with these. Yeah, so, that's very sweet. So it's not an all or nothing thing. But why do you think that is? That it's always the double-sided sword, double-edged sword. I have no idea. I think you should keep reading and fill me in. Yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, Bryson's birthday was two weeks ago. A happy birthday to Bryson. Happy birthday, sweetheart. Lisa said, my last person I broke up with because the thing that attracted me to them made me hate them in the end. Look at that. That There you go. That book says it all. She also said that I'm going to be a good man for someone one day. Well, let me ask you something. What? So if if what you're, say you're attracted to someone who's very quiet, then in the end, you are completely bored with that person's really, really yeah, quiet. Yeah, they talk about that. So basically, this, this book is saying... Whatever you're attracted to, you're going to end up hating. So why bother getting involved with a relationship? No, they didn't say that. They, they just recognize it as a trend. And probably the solution is to then read the second book, which is Thich Nhat Hanh's <laughs> the, mindful, the Art of Mindful Living, so that you can get back in touch with what you like about the person. Ho, 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 you naughty little reindeers. You know what you do when you've got a hairy, itchy anus? What? You use some products from Manscaped. Oh, I guess you could use the little electric trimmer on that ass. Especially the Lawnmower 2.0 because it's waterproof, USB compatible. It's a redesigning the electric trimmer. It has skin safe technology. I've used it. It does not nick or snag my nuts. I've even gifted it to my brother because I enjoyed it so much. Not the one I used. I but was going to say, that's very one. nice of you though. Yeah, it was a nice little gift. And I recommend you guys give this to your, your lover, your partner. It's a great idea because th- what more would you want? And you don't want to use the same products on your face that you do down below. And they got products, not just the electric trimmer. They got a crop preserver, a crop reviver. These things will make your ball smell fresh and feel clean. Like a daisy. Like a flower. Here's what we can say this wonderful holiday season. Stay sexy and get 20% off plus free shipping with the code MOMTALK, M-O-M-T-A-L-K, at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use promo code MOMTALK. So if you're thinking of what can I give him that's different than the typical sweater, get him some products from Manscaped. And remove his downstairs sweater. I wanted to talk about a little situation we had yesterday. Yes. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. You want to explain what it was? Yeah, the fact that you were MIA for over eight hours and you have it. You, you, you are a monk. So if you are in fear of a monk's life, there's no way you can find where that monk is. <laughs> okay. So I told my mother. I, when did we, you tell we me We have this? an event at seven o'clock. Yes. And I have an I have a. A prior commitment up until six o'clock. But 
in you, one ear, out the other. Yes, you have to make sure when you tell me things like that that you, you um, that I'm currently listening. I might have been doing the dishes, not paying attention. I just heard, I'll see you at 7 o'clock. Well, I texted you at 10 a.m. that day. You texted me saying, Bears game in 10, anyone coming over to the whole family? Yeah. I said, mime class in 10. Yeah, mime class at 10 o'clock. Mime, M-I-M-E. M-I-M-E. So yes. it's not at, all, not at all surprising because you take mime classes now and then. Boom. And I'd never heard of one lasting more than an hour. Well, this so, one lasted eight hours long. Okay, it how, was an eight-hour mime class, and I swear to God, my body feels so sore today. From miming for eight hours? Yes. Okay. It was a, an incredible amount of concentration. My body feels completely depleted. By the way, I could see myself becoming my mime teacher. Oh, my God. Okay. Let's, let's stay on task. Okay. The point is that you had a mime class yesterday for 10 hours. Eight. Eight hours. Yeah. And I well, got out at six. And you kept your phone off, not only off, but you, I literally, I, if you. It's a it, mime class. You're not supposed to be using your words. Okay. So the phone was on airplane mode. Airplane. I thought you put it on do not disturb and on the do not disturb, which is supposed to ring twice. Then, then the third time you will pick up because you'll know it's an emergency. No, 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 no. I'm not picking up any emergency calls when I'm in my mime class. All right. So my anxious brain after calling and texting several times from five o'clock on had determined that you were in your apartment and you failed to wake up dead as a doornail dead why why because you don't have internet in your apartment i literally texted you saying i don't have the key to your apartment i don't even remember i don't know i don't know where your apartment is by the way i don't even i don't even know if i have your address but you literally have my keys in the bowl outside this door i forgot that you had given it to me all right and i don't have a car to get to your place so my mind immediately went down the rabbit hole. Does anybody else? Does that, I, I know this relate rabbit, to this? I know this. I, I know there are other people. The rabbit hole. I know other people can relate to the fact that if you haven't heard from someone and you know that they're very responsible and you know you're leaving in 15 minutes and you still have not heard from that person, they you might think that after not hearing from them all day that they might be dead. Yeah, I've I've run into this this problem with who me? Oh, I've thought you were dead several times. <laughs> When I come into the apartment, there's nowhere you're nowhere to be found. Oh yeah, dead immediately, dead. <laughs> so I'm not that nuts. No, you're not. Okay. No, it, but it is. It puts me in. A, it would. It was a hard situation for me to be in because I come out of the mime class completely exhausted, depleted of everything. I barely ate anything during the mime class. No food allowed in there. Well, what what are they doing to you over there? We're just miming around. <laughs> miming around it was actually it was, it was mime from, that sounds so fun i wish i could <laughs> mime around for eight hours without eating <laughs> and you paid for this class yeah, so it was mime from motion capture so i was learning how to do motion capture acting it sounds like such a fun thing to do i just wish i could take the mime class you would have hated this i don't like anything where i have to be silent for more than five minutes today you told me not to talk to you because you're trying to Eat your food and and in a mindful way. I don't know how I can be mindful with anything when I have you jibber jabbering. <laughs> you're the only thing to be mindful with because you you take up all of my senses when you're around. I'm so sorry. How do I take up your sense of smell? I mean your 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 anus. What? You don't smell my anus. I don't know. What the hell is that supposed to be? You, my you just anus? T- you you take up my my field of vision usually. Okay. 
in and in ears a lot. Anyway, uh, people are asking for more book recommendations from you, not from me, from you. Yeah, I mean, I, AJ, I can talk to you. Well, why don't we text about this? Because no, I, let everybody know your your book recs. But well, I want it to be particular. Like I don't know, AJ might like fantasy, like uh, The Alchemist. In which case, I'm not going to necessarily recommend. Tiknatan's The Art of Mindful Living. You will recommend The Art of Mindful Living to anyone. I just finished it. I'm re-listening. I think I'm going to re-listen to it immediately. Oh, my God. So, so if anybody has a way that also, you could uh, connect Cam to Tignatan, please let him know it. Yes, text mom. By the, the way, we don't know if Tignatan is alive. No, we, I looked it up. He's alive. 93. Live in Plum Village, France. Okay. Um, Megan says, being mindful... And oh, the, being mindful. I like that I a wonder, lot. I wonder if that's a thing. Being mindful? Hashtag mindful. Mindful. I am I like being it. fully mindful. Honestly, the reason I like mindfulness and the reason I like mime, miming is, are very similar. It puts you in, in, in the present moment. That's nice. That's what Phil Jackson said about basketball. That's, that's Which a book is that another you could book, recommend. The 11 I Rings. recommended that to you yeah. a long time ago. Yep. I would also like to recommend a couple of books for those of you who want to do me beyond fiction. One would be The Five Second Rule. Oh, surprise, by Mel surprise. Robbins. Yeah. Uh, five, four, three, two, one, act. And the, sec- and the second book I recommend is The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz, which The Four Agreements basically are. Do you know what they are? Yeah, I know what they are. You recite them nonstop. Be impeccable to your word. Don't take anything personally. Don't assume anything. And always do your best. It's very lovely. You don't have to read the book now. I just told you the essence of it. <laughs> We're also doing the morning pages from The Artist's Way. Oh, so I read the first chapter of The Artist's Way. That is a long-ass chapter to get through. <laughs> I think I'm done with the, with the book. But I am going to do... I started doing the morning pages every day. And I have a fear about my morning pages. The idea of morning pages is that you just write for 10 minutes straight. No, uh, it's any, three pages. Where'd you get 10 minutes I don't know. I thought I read 10 minutes. No. I Maybe you told me 10 minutes. No, no, I didn't. Uh, oh, okay. You made that shit up because it's shorter than the three pages. Yeah, I only do two pages. Surprise, surprise. Okay, but... In That's the, how I started. Now I'm up to three. Okay, so in the two pages, and I set the alarm for 10 minutes, and sometimes I go a little over. <laughs> <laughs> but the point is that in those pages of the morning journal, I'm like, you know when you're scuba diving and you have a regulator and it free flows? Yeah. That's what it's like. The uh, stuff that's coming down on the pages is just gibber jabber. You think it's gibber? It's it's complete gobbledygook. It's such gobbledygook. It's like unbelievable what's coming out onto the pages. Yeah, it's great. It's you like that? I yeah, it's perfect. It's a phenomenal way to get your unconscious out. All and those feelings been, that you're holding yeah. in, get it out. And that's I guess the first chapter is about how it helps creativity when you can get all the other nonsense out, so that you can just focus on what you want to do. Hundred percent. So I do feel it's valuable, and I have done it for like. I didn't do it yesterday because the Bears game was on. But if the Bears game was not on, I would have done it. It's great. I don't even want to talk about the Bears game. Okay? All right. We're not going to go on. there. We're Moving not going to go there. It was a sad story with the Green Bay Packers. It was their 200th meeting. Oh, shit. Yeah. Big rivalries. And I don't like to see those guys with a big hunk of cheese on their head. <laughs> who would do that? Who would well, go I to? I we're not going to go there. All right. But I'm just talking about the fans. Who would willingly go to a football stadium with a big wedge of cheese <laughs> on your head? And, and any self-respecting person would not do that. If you lived in that era, you would do that. No, I would not. A big hunk of cheese? You would walk around with a big, big... I am ready to do that now. And I'm not a Green Bay Packer fan all right, at all. Because you think it's a funny clown-like bit. But yes. that's not why they're, they're serious. These are, these are big, serious men with faces 
that are like football, intense, <laughs> intense football fans. And they got a big hunk of cheese on their head, <laughs> usually with Swiss holes and things like that. It's just, it's just mortifying that somebody actually walks around with a big cheese. How can you be a fan of a cheese head? I, I, I like this. Like the bears. You have them dressed either as Mike Ditka or they're dressed as bears. And that's cute or ferocious. Are they called the Packers because they're packing cheese? Green Bay Packers. I forgot why they are. All right. They're, right yes, text mom if you know <laughs> If you know why, they're called the Packers. Uh, Lisa asks, how did you get into mime, Kim? I used to be in a mime troupe in high school. Oh, hell yes. Oh, if, if, my if, my, God. if my high school had a mime troupe, I would be so fucking into that. Well, he was always interested in, uh, this Lisa, he was always interested in comedy, though. He was in a lot of different comedy groups at uh, high school and college. I'm speaking I, for yeah, you. Yeah, can I speak for myself on this? The mime part is, is questionable. The mind part is mainly because someone around me takes up all my words and all the space in the conversation. So I have to bullshit. learn how to that is bullshit. express myself through physicality. No. Yes. Is, you, you're telling me it's my fault, just like everything else, that you became a mime. Just like you're. Trust your me, it wouldn't be a fault. It would be a, it would be a fucking gift that you gave me by becoming a mime. You're welcome. You were not responsible for it. You're I went welcome. to clown school and we had one class. It was a daily clown school. It was the first year of clown, which includes. Acrobatics, mask work, mime work, game playing, some other shit I can't remember. So far, I'm one for the four. You what? Which one? Games? Games. Yeah, I knew you'd like the but games. But the rest of the stuff, no. No Every, acrobatics. Everyone in the school, not everyone, most of the people hated mime class. It's essentially like a study of the body. It's also like silent meditation, which I hate as well. And so that's why I love it. And it was very evident that I excelled mainly because I was the only one interested in it. <laughs> and it was one of those, you know, self-fulfilling prophecies or those looping feed. It's a positive, yeah, a positive feedback loop. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm the only one interested in mime. I'm the only one doing mime. I become the best at mime. And then I get praise for mime. And then I do it again. And I do. And it became an excellent mime. It's a whole snowball mime effect. Do you know, I might in starting in January, I might be doing a mime class. At, I think it starts at 8.30 p.m. On Saturday nights. Eh, sounds it's a two hour, 8.30 to 10.30 p.m. on Saturday nights. I can't think of anything I'd want to do more than that. I I, I don't know how I'm going to have any social life. I and Maybe you'll meet some other mimes. There's only three this might other. Be the, this might be the answer. A female mime, you don't have to worry about the intimacy thing because there's no speech. So you don't know what the hell she's thinking. She could be thinking the craziest, murderous, and r- ridiculous thoughts. And you'll be like, oh, she's a mime, so it's great. I, I'm so down for this. It's perfect. There's only three other people in the class. I wonder why. <laughs> what other what other wackadoodles are on a Saturday night taking a two-hour mime class? Yeah. It sounds horrible. AJ wants to know, how did you find clown school? There's another good question, AJ. This is a... I have always found... You know, when I moved out to LA, I started taking schools at all these places. What's going on with you? I... She's she's doing a lot of undressing right now. What the fuck is going on? We have the O-ring going on, and it's hot, so I'm taking my sweatshirt off. Okay, I'll explain then. So I basically started studying improv at, like, the Groundlings, and then I moved to another improv school, and then I was like, ah, I don't like improv as much as I like when it's written. So then I started doing sketch comedy with a sketch group, and then I decided, well, I w- it's not capturing my silliness as much as I'd like to. So I started doing stand up and stand up 
was great until, and that's where I started talking about your book, but it's, it was too cerebral, not silly enough. And then finally, I took a, my, a, a clown class, which blew my fucking mind. Why? Because it allows you to get in touch with the inner child, to be extremely mindful. Mindful. Okay, what are you doing when you're clowning? What, what you're, is be, you're entirely present with the audience. And if you say, if, if, if you suggest something that doesn't get a laugh, you have to acknowledge it and, and figure out how to make them laugh. Mm, it, it's fun. like swinging for the fences. I see it. You don't give a fuck. No. No. Okay. Anyway, we can uh, move right along. We had a lot of <laughs> listener questions. I was going to go through Tignatan's hugging meditation. No, we're going to pass on that for now. I think it would did, help a I, lot of people. I did but like I, what you wrote while we were preparing for this. I just yeah. happened to come across a, something <laughs> that you wrote. And and here it goes. It's just sitting here in our studio and it says telephone slash podcast meditation. He calls it a telephone meditation, but I think it applies to podcasts as well. Who is he? Tignathan again? Yes. Okay. Words can travel thousands of miles. They are to build up more mutual acceptance and understanding. I vow that my words will be like gems. I vow that my words will be fresh like flowers. You make you sound so corny when by reading that. All right, that the fresh loud. like flowers part is really corny, but the other part I can buy into. I like the fresh like flowers. So, do you feel like so far when you breathe in? Do you feel so far that your words are like fresh like flowers today? Yeah, yeah. I, I think particularly when I was talking about my itchy anus when I run, that that was you know, used breast springs. What are you doing? Don't give me a breath spray. My mouth is fresh like a flower right now. Okay, can we listen? Can we do a little some listener questions? Yes, I'd love it. Okay, so uh, we had a, we had one who asked any topics. Uh, uh, how do you handle when your partner's kink isn't yours, or if it's a total turnoff? Maybe you weren't aware of the kink until further into the relationship, but otherwise love them. Very interesting question. Yes, it is. Do you have an answer for that? What happens if your kink ain't his kink? You're in a relationship with someone and you discover a kink of theirs that you, like really they like doesn't to, work for you. Like they want to get inside your pink panties with you. Right. Did that happen to you? No, but it happened to a friend of mine. And uh, I remember thinking, oh boy, uh, this sounds like a... <laughs> it wasn't for you. <laughs> no, it sounds very funny. I don't, the visual I, I, of listen, my friend and this big guy in her pink panties. I feel like it would rip the, yeah. the panties. Uh, first of all, I'd be pissed because someone's going to ruin my panties. Um but second of all, Ma'am. at first I was like, this is before I did this podcast and before I did my YouTube channel and before I learned all about people's fetishes and kinks and preferences and all that. I would I would judge that person because of it back in the day. Now I'm thinking, eh, he likes to do that. I'll play. I'll go along with it. Oh, really? You yeah. would just go along with it? Yeah. Oh, for their sake. If they really like that, I'd do it. Yeah. What if, I mean, what don't if forget, it's a humiliation I'm with a, thing? I'm, I'm with a whack job. <laughs> He's got some, he can get into some role playing. I can get into role playing. So I think role playing is so fun during, you know, I actually recommended it to someone who said that they're really into married women. What do we do? I said, role play with the single women that oh, they're married. It's interesting. Your solution is basically like, well, just change your mindset if you can. And, and think of this more as like a game. It might not turn you on, yes. but... It, it, you can kind of play a character who who would get turned on by this you, you, just for the, their sake. You paraphrase that very well. I like that, mother. I think that's I, good. I think we should move to the If you next. have a kink and if the kink is if the kink is not going to affect you too much and it's something that you really like to do, like have both of you guys dress up as like little 
puppies or something. Just do it. Just do it for them. You might I would end love up liking to, it. I would love to hear our, what our listeners have to say. If you want to ch- chime in on that one on CastBox or send us a text at yes, text mom. Absolutely. I would love that. We had someone ask, millennials going on multiple dates. Is that a dying breed? People are always on the next, on to the next best thing. I think that that is the case, especially with so many options. You know what? I realize... Tinder, swipe left. I, I have been on Hinge for like fucking forever. And I've met up with... I don't even know if I've ever met up. Maybe I met up with one person. Okay. So it's a waste of time, to be honest. And I realize a lot of... It's not that I, I get some matches, but then the actual process of setting up the date is a fucking nightmare. And so I, my friend gave me a shortcut. What? He's like, this This is how you should play the game. This is a hack for the game. What? Of Hinge. What? Start off the fucking conversation. You match. You say, hey, you seem like a really cool person. I like that you're into this. Do you want to grab coffee sometime? Well, what else would you have done? You start a conversation with like a witty phrase of like, oh, you like potatoes? I like tomatoes all right this is why you've not gone on any dates because you started out with some no no it's something related to their profile tomatoes no no i'm not saying that but i'm saying the bad idea no no i'm saying you something relevant to their profile and then you start this back and forth that goes nowhere i agree right into the ground so you just fucking have to commit all the dating apps just fucking get together yeah just base it on like one or two lines and then go for coffee and he was like just do it in the first one i thought that was great idea great idea um, but there are too many options out there. I think that's what uh, this person wrote in about. You know, there's just too many options. And it's so easy, even if you're in a, like a decent relationship, to say, oh, you know, maybe there's someone better out there. The grass is always greener. Yeah. Back to the honey drops. That's a song. Yes, I'm so yeah. happy for you. By the way, I wanted to go back because someone uh, on Instagram had a very interesting comment with regard to what you were suggesting about what if your, your partner is into a fetish or kink that you're not into. Uh this person said, just doing it for them is okay as long as you won't become resentful about it later. Unfortunately, I think it often leads to resentment. Why that do, makes a lot of fucking sense. Yeah, why do you think it would lead to resentment? Just, because if you're like just doing it and going through the motions for them, yeah, I think you, it needs to be a mutual thing, you know? It, it, well, it may get mutual when you do it once or twice, but or you could just go in saying, listen, I'll do it a couple of times, but I'm not going to really want to do this all the time. I meant it needs to be a mutual thing that you both are like putting in as much giving effort, you know, like... Okay, so you're doing this for them. All right, so I'm getting in your underpants. You got to run around like a little bunny. Yeah, but I don't also don't like the tit for tat. I don't know. I th- I think it's mainly just the mindset of like, yeah, we're, it's a gift that I get to give you something. Okay, Tig. Tig Nathan. Okay, Captain Megan says she's 28 poly. I've met more non-monogamous people here in Portland than monogamous. What's going on in Portland? You know, it's... They're very open-minded. I very love liberal. Portland. We're Portlandia's. Uh, we can't wait to, for our Portland show. We're going to do our first live out-of-state shows. Got to get to. We got to get to Portland. Yeah, and we did. We, you know, speaking the, of what, I like to take a temporary break from this conversation and say, if you guys like uh, this podcast, share it with a friend because it's such a great way to get our podcast out there. And if you don't share it with a friend, they don't know about us and they're missing out. 
I love that. One yeah. great way to do that is by posting a story on Instagram. Thank you for everyone who's been doing that. Yeah, we just got one. I saw that a couple of days ago. Yeah. Yeah, it was so fun. Show us where you're listening to this and tag us at Sex yeah, Talk with My Mom. All you got to do is take a picture on of the dashboard when you're listening to it in your car. So, so someone did ask monogamous, and how difficult is it to stay this way? Yeah, it is hard. So it sounds like, yeah, I do think that this is I was is monogamous for 24 years. It ain't, it's no picnic sometimes. Yeah, I don't know. I've never had. For me, it's never been an issue. Actually, like you've been a monogamous for six months, but when it's years and years and years, it gets yeah. to be a different story. Because I remember thinking, "Is this it? Is that all there is?" So my how friend? do you handle it? You stay monogamous because you know that if you if you don't, the, I always think to myself, fantasy is way better than reality. Oh, interesting. Because that person's gonna fart in bed too. Well. If you're not monogamous, you can kind of get the best of both worlds, it seems. No. Why? To me, it's like I'd rather have someone who really knows my body, knows you know what I like and what I don't like, and knows my kinks and stuff like that. Well, what, you could still have that. You cannot have that with someone who's just like uh, uh, a one-night stand. No, well, yeah, but then... then the- okay, so then that one-night stand turns into another relationship. So now you are like polyamorous type of thing. Or What if it's just a one-night stand? Then they don't know your body. But then you get the novelty. Which yeah, is what you, was driving you but to ma- want to explore in the first it's place. It's just not. It's not the same for women, at least, for my sake. I mean, you're not going to be able to be so, so comfortable and relaxed and orgasmic just with the one time. So your point is, even though you might think that it's going to be better with someone else. It, Usually they, nine times you, out of ten. You've forgotten how shitty that first, hooking up with a yeah, stranger is. Yeah. Exactly. Unless it's not a stranger, in which case you run into like, whoa, what if you have feelings for that person? Um, we had tenaciously Sadie Mae saying, I've been sharing all over the place, which we're Thank very you. grateful for. Tenaciously. Um, and oh. I've been, she's been with her husband for 15, 16 years. So give us your tips on staying monogamous and not straying out of the, the commitment that you made. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it seems like this is becoming, uh, because there's the these other alternative lifestyles that are becoming more and more popular, people become more open-minded to it and it's becoming like more of an option than it, I think in prior generations yeah. it was. Like prior generations, you just assume, okay, the person I'm married to, that's right, it, I'm committed to and that, that is going yeah. to be the end, at, end of the conversation. Even if we're having problems, exactly even if we're having... Exactly how it you know, was back in the day for what me. What do you think? Uh, in some respects, I think you have to... Like, I remember talking to Dr. Nancy Sutton-Pierce who does these hedonism retreats. And she's like, before you go to hedonism as a couple, you have to be super, super strong as a couple. Mm-hmm. Don't If your foundation's a little cracked, don't go over to hedonism. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I think before you enter into having other people in your relationship, you have to make sure that, that your relationship is super solid and strong. And I think... That's that's hard in itself. Mm-hmm. So why add more we've, complications to an already unsteady foundation? That we, building's going to topple. Well, we've also talked to people like Multi-Amory Podcast all right. about this. Who are comfortable with that. Who in in their situation, well, they had a couple different situations. But it sounds like it, it could be easier if you know that you have this desire for more of a polyamorous lifestyle you find someone else who's also interested right, in poly right don't do it the a, other way around it, although like, it could work it, it just could. is more challenging yeah i'm just saying that uh a lot of people are not as confident as those that maybe are comfortable in those situations and you, even for those who are into polyamory and multi-amory and all that they still get those feelings of jealousy or insecurity and all that and 
I don't like, I don't know about you. I don't want to deal with any of those feelings when I'm having sex. I just want to have my own little thing going and not worry about everybody else. I'm looking for a thing. (laughs) So we had another question. I want to discuss the different ways to open up in a relationship, picking up someone else together, having affairs, etc. Interesting. Again, with the non-monogamy conversation. I I always, even when I was married, I remember thinking monogamy just seems like such a hard construct. It just doesn't even seem like it's normal because we're all you know, the whole Coolidge effect. We're all animals. We all have this desire for variety. It's a spice of life. So I always felt that way. Um, But then if you're really working hard in your own jobs or whatever, and you got kids and you got careers and you got all this other stuff going on, do you really have time for all these other things going on sexually too? You, I would recommend, if people are interested in this conversation, we should definitely recommend them back to the Multi-Emory podcast episode that we did with them. What I, number was it? I don't, Who cares? You'll have to look for okay, Multi-Emory I'll in our, in our library. In library Multi-Emory. So uh, to get back to Tenaciously Sadie May, who has been thinking about sex, sexting with someone else that's not my husband. Okay. So who 16, is this? Well, this is the person who was married for 16 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? Just be careful with that. I did something like that. I was... Uh, not sexting, but I was having this like intimate discussion with uh, a gay guy actually that I had met on like a cruise ship when I was married, and my husband was very hurt by this mm. because it's a breach of your intimacy. So you just got to be very careful before you sext or do any of that because because where do you draw the line then? You know where do you draw the line? You know I'm just talking about like if is it okay just to text other men that are your friends? Yeah, sure. Well, is it okay if that friend uh, asks you open, what you're wearing? Yeah, like, it could be an open dialogue. So would you be like, if you're in a relationship with a woman and she's texting some other man about what she's wearing, like a nightgown or something, would that be cool? I think it's very particular to the person I'm with and how far along in their relationship we are. A lot of different factors. All right, it, so it you say you're married. Like, you know, I, it, it's too hard. I'm telling you, is that it depends on the person, yeah. the person I'm with and what it means, stuff like that. Oh, by the way, one other comment about this. Lisa says, even though me and my man go to swingers clubs to spice it up, even though we don't really swap. A lot of people go to swingers club and just look around or have sex with each other and, and have people watch them look uh, having sex. Yeah, it reactivates that, yeah, that, that, ex- that energy. Yeah. I went to a fucking uh, like a, a burlesque show. I felt all that energy. You, a lot of these places can really tap something in. Dylan asks, how do you guys feel about a relationship fall, failing due to pressure from a family member of one of the partners in said relationship? So say I were in a relationship with someone and you did not like this person. Should I just break up with this person? No. Oh. Huh. It depends on why you don't like them. If, they, if you don't like them because they're being abusive or something, then it's a safety issue. Then I would think that's one thing. But if you don't like them because you just think that they you know, are stupid and not worthy of your partner or whatever, or your friend or lover or mother. Or, so you have to you just consider their thoughts and why, why it's the case and maybe it has some validity to it, as you're trying to say. I don't even think you need to necessarily consider. You just have to be strong in your own feelings. Because I could tell you that when I started dating Deez, he was much younger. A lot of people were like, Oh, you know, this is like this is like a a, a joke or whatever. And, and until I started really being like, well, no, this is a serious relationship. Nobody would take it seriously. So it's all depending on, you know, how you what's imp- it. The only thing that matters is how you feel about the other person. It is the key. Although it is hard when the, you know that a family member is not enjoying it. 
yeah. or not approving of it. It is hard. Yeah. Yeah. All right. On that note, we got more comments to get to, more questions that we'd love to answer. Unfortunately, we got to wrap it up. No. Yeah. Uh, I do want to say thank you to everyone who's left us iTunes reviews. It's super, super helpful. Wherever you listen to this, if you go on iTunes, leave us a review. We It makes our day. I want to read one. Please do. Very sexy. Five stars. Extremely educational. On not This is by Alex Cameron. Uh, extremely educational on not only sex, but also relationships of all broads of the dating scale i'm very glad i've found this enlightened podcast it's opened my many doors for me in the dating world and i feel comfortable using the tools i've gotten here and using them in the real world lovely i'm glad this is helpful for you so very good yeah that's great and also we have a lot of people that get special uh content that we don't put anywhere else on patreon so it's patreon.com slash sex talk with my mom yeah you can find a little little bonus interview we did with the humiliatrix Sierra Lynch in there. Oh, that's a good stuff, All too. about her, her own sex life, which is pretty interesting. Really good. So, thank you all for listening. We love you to the moon. And uh, as always, here we go. And let me tell you about the birds and the bees and the flowers and the trees and having some monogamy. Hmm. That kind of works. It did. I'm proud of you. I'm shocked. I'm shocked as well. Thanks for listening. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.